Hey there, welcome to another episode of Fast Forward, a podcast from QSR Magazine. My name is Sam Okus. I'm the editor of QSR and the editorial director of Food News Media. We are going to continue today with our series of conversations with restaurant professionals on how they are overcoming the challenges posed by coronavirus. Uh, today's conversation is with Kyle Welch. He is the president of Epic Burger, a fast casual burger joint based in Chicago uh, that we've covered for a number of years. But uh, Kyle and his group actually acquired Epic Burger a year ago. And I really wanted to talk with him because uh, he is a young entrepreneurial kind of guy. And here he has this brand for now just about a year, and the coronavirus obviously throws all of his plans into uh, question, but rather than just kind of stick his head under a rock, Kyle has really doubled down on innovation, and I wanted to talk to him all about that. Uh, This innovation has included uh, rolling out a new chicken sandwich, a new chicken product to be able to diversify the menu a little bit for guests, but Epic Burger has also developed this pop-up drive-through in one of their locations. Um, They realized they had this empty parking lot in this um, strip where they were based because all of the other retail was closed. And so they turned this empty parking lot into uh, just this de facto pop-up drive-through that I thought was really creative. And I've, we're starting to see a little bit more of this from other brands starting up these pop-up drive-throughs. And I've said uh, before, and I'll keep saying, I really believe drive-through uh, is going to be have a, a renaissance in the coming months and years as people really realize after the coronavirus how uh, much this drive-through operation can really support your brand in a time of crisis like this. Um, But I also want to call out the fact that Kyle has um, gone even beyond innovating for his own brand and is in supporting the community in Chicago as well. He launched something called Feed Chicago, which is a uh, 501c3 uh, that's dedicated to uh, raising money to feed those just suffering um, from food insecurity. And and it's raised hundreds of thousands of dollars um, to feed these folks in Chicago. So uh, I really am just impressed by all of the ways in which Kyle and his team are innovating not only um, at Epic Burger, but also um, coming up with ideas for the community at large. As always, before I jump into that conversation, just want to also point out, you can go to qsrmagazine.com for all the resources you need, whether that's news and insights about the coronavirus and keeping up with all of the updates, you can get all of those at qsrmagazine.com slash coronavirus, or if it's just uh, regular news and insights um, from the industry, uh, our whole archive is free on our website, please do go check that out. Of course, would love if you subscribe to this podcast if you're not already, uh, wherever you're listening to it. We are going to continue to be mixing uh, episodes both related to the coronavirus, but also some of our regular episodes where we interview fast casual founders, innovators, and entrepreneurs. Uh, If you haven't checked it out, please go back and listen to our older episodes. I think you'll find um, uh, just a ton of value in some of those conversations with fast casual founders and executives, especially uh, in this time. I think you'll still find value value and how they built their business. Uh, It's applicable even now as you're looking for new solutions to survive this season. Of course, you can also email me, sam at qsrmagazine.com anytime you like. If you have a perspective you think is valuable for us, or if you just want to talk, please do reach out. All right, I'm going to roll now into this conversation with Kyle Welch, the president of Epic Burger. I started by having Kyle talk a little bit more about the business, um, how he came into acquiring Epic Burger, a little bit more about his history. Um, Kyle is also president of Chicago Scoops, which is a Cold Stone Creamery franchise, also has um, Chicago Caesars, which is a uh, franchise for Little Caesars. So this is, so Kyle is just a really entrepreneurial guy with a really impressive resume. And I wanted him to start by explaining a little bit more about that resume before jumping into all of these innovative solutions he's come up with for Epic Burger. 
Uh, I think where I'll start off is kind of where I started my career um, in food service was was back in college. Uh, I went to Michigan State and studied hospitality business um, and worked in athletic catering there. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I fell in love with it, and I had this awesome opportunity to go intern at this company out in Utah uh, called Sizzling Platter, which was a, a multi-unit, multi-concept uh, restaurant management company. Um, and I kind of—that's where I kind of say I got like my my MBA in franchising and operations and, and franchise ops because um, when I had joined mm-hmm. there, they had about a hundred units, um, predominantly maybe or predominantly in Little Caesars Pizza. Um, and when I mm-hmm. left there after about three and a half years, the company had already had like over three hundred stores. So I experienced this like extreme growth in um, in restaurant in, in franchise scale. Um, and it was just incredible experience. Um, and I moved to Chicago. Um, and I moved mm-hmm. to Chicago in 2012. Um, and I'm originally from Michigan. So it was kind of coming back to the Midwest, which was great. Um, and I started a, uh, a Little Caesars franchise group. Um, and then our Cold Stone franchise group um, in 2014. Um, and just mm-hmm. last year, just last year, actually, we're coming up on our anniversary. May, I think it was May 17th, 2019 is when we acquired Epic Burger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of our one year anniversary, um, kind of weird times, obviously, to have an anniversary with a brand. Um, <laughs> that's how we kind of came about it. That's great. Yeah. And, you know, Epic Burger is a brand we've been following for several years. Um, great, high quality burgers, um, you know, really kind of sits in that what we have called fast casual 2.0, offering this, you know, high level experience with a high level, uh, high quality product. Um, you know, and here we are now, uh, nearly two months, if you can believe it, into the coronavirus pandemic. And I have to imagine things have dramatically shifted in your uh, business model, your approach to um, the business. Business. And I know you're, you've been very active and really doubled down on on, on the things you, you're doing with the, the Epic Burger business, especially. Tell me about the pivot you've been forced to make over the last two months, how, how the business has had to change to keep up with all of the just not only regulations, but also consumer trends. Yeah, no, great question. And you can imagine, you know, a year ago, you know, literally 12 months ago, we acquired the brand. And that plan that I put together you know, is totally out the window, yeah. right? And then, and then the plan we made two months ago is out the window. So, you know, it, it's ever changing, and we're taking day by day. But we're, we're so thankful that we acquired Epic and partnered um, to to really start improving it when we did. Mm-hmm. And one of the first focuses we did, Sam, was like we really focused on obviously is on culture um, and just built like an unstoppable. Um, fun, winning, amazing culture that's led by an incredible um, VP of Ops, Michael Cruikshank. Um, he's just an animal. Mm. So if we if we didn't have incredible culture of nothing will stop us, not even COVID nineteen, you know, we're we're gonna do great things as a brand like Epic always has. That that's number one. Without that culture, we would never be able to ha- you know have any of this. It comes down to our people. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- with that change is. One of my top priorities with Epic was we have to take Epic and make it at the forefront of, you know, a digital, you know, marketplace, a digital, you know, forward facing brand for our ever changing customer. Mm -hmm. And Epic, when it was founded in 2008, I mean, everyone knows, you know, with our with our food, it is our top priority, right? All natural beef, never frozen, you know, nitrate free bacon, premium Wisconsin cheese. It's all about quality at Epic. And it was really founded and based off of that dine-in customer, mm-hmm. right? And 
for, for everyone in our industry and, you know, our listeners know that that dying in customer was, was our slowest, you know, kind of leveling off, slowly dying off customer where we had mobile and delivery just, you know, grabbing more market share every single day. So mm-hmm. um, the COVID-19 crisis, obviously, it just puts, you know, gas on the fire for that transition of the dining customer right? Um, with, you know, separate from the regulators. So we're so thankful that when we when we acquired the brand, we, we started making these technology changes. And, and we started with, you know, getting a brand new POS put in, um, integrating all of our third-party delivery tablets so that it's really easy on our staff where, you know, it comes in and it directly goes to our KDS. Um, so, so we'd made all these improvements and we'd already started a new mobile app development actually back in November, 2019. So, um, to answer your original question of how we made that pivot, it was more like, how do we take all the ammunition that we've got in the chamber and bring it to, uh, to make it through this. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, we released our new app last week, which we're, you know, we're, we're so thrilled about. And we released a new fried chicken sandwich and tenders and bites. So we, you know, we had the, some new products that we had innovating in the queue. Um, and we really put a huge focus on innovating to the new customer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, at our, at our locations where we could, and I'll give you an example, in one of our Lincoln Park locations, we are neighbors with like Best Buy, you know, West Elm, some really big box retailers that are closed. So, you know, one day... Our vice president of ops, Mike, calls me and he's like, dude, I'm standing, I'm standing in our parking lot. There is freaking no one here. I'm going to turn this into a drive-thru. And I'm like, it's brilliant, man. Let's go. So, you know, within later that day, we, you know, our marketing team comes in, makes the signs. Um, you know, we get it. We, we, we communicate out to our, to our um, loyal, loyalty uh, email distribution list. We get it out there and we just start turn this, you know, parking lot into a drive-thru. And it worked and it's incredible. <laughs> and someone saw it and it got on the news, which obviously it brought us a ton of exposure. But I think what it highlights the most, Sam, is like in times of innovation, right? You, we will figure it out. You know, it's where the best creativity comes. Yeah. Um, and you have all these people coming together, right? Like you have your marketing teams coming together with your training team, your ops team, and you just get it done. So um, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. Um, and that's what's kept us alive is that innovation. And, and like you said, like really doubling down on all of our product releases and how we're getting to our customer. Yeah, you know, it's I, I love this idea of the kind of the pop up drive through. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with folks about the fact that you know drive through is probably going to especially see a renaissance after this season is done um, because what we're seeing right now is the QSR brands with a drive through. I mean, it really softened the blow. I mean, you're seeing you know a lot of QSRs down only you know even single digits and and you know ten fifteen percent versus some especially fast casuals without the drive through that really rely on dine in. And, uh, you know, some of them down 40, 50%. Um, but, you know, in, in, it's not just future that's going to be drive through heavy. I, I really love this idea that, you know, there, there are some of folks like you who are, let's do drive through now. Let's, let's make this work, even if it's not your quote unquote traditional drive through. So Epic Burger, as I understand, you guys did not have drive throughs before. What, tell me about the process of coming up with a drive through on the fly. How do you come up with the logistics of that? How does it work? And then how do you really, you know, communicate that to your customers? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, you know, that was the, the, the next thing that hit when Mike made that phone call. I was like, okay, now how the heck do we make this thing work? <laughs> um, and I think going back to, to our ops, it was, you know, our throughput. 
So when we acquired Epic Burger, that dining customer, our throughput was was right around, call it nine to 11 minutes from when you order your burger, sit down and get your food. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful burger, but a little bit slow for the, the, the year of 2020 and going forward. So with our ops changes over the past year and technology changes, our throughput now is right around like three to four minutes. So we can hang with the best of them when it comes to a drive through throughput. So I'd say step one, it was being able to, to manage a frequency and volume. So what we did is we took the parking lot, you know, kind of made our own queue line, staffed it properly as if it was kind of like window one, window two, come up, place your order, get the order in. Two, three minutes later, food comes out, contact free delivery, you know, everything's bagged and packaged safely. Team members are out wearing gloves, masks, staying super safe. No one has to come into the lobby. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of, it was kind of picture perfect. And, and now with the release of our mobile app, what we're doing is communicating to our customers to say, Hey, now you can order on your app, put in your notes that you're, you're using the drive through, come through. You don't even need to stop, you know, come through, pick up your food and roll and we'll bring it out to you. So, um, on the communication side, you know, I think even with the COVID-19 uh, crisis, it's, it's been communicating through transparency, right? And yeah. I think number one was, you know, you know, business leaders, entrepreneurs, operators out there, they're, they're all dealing with this kind of like angel and devil on their shoulders of like, we want to keep our stores open because, you know, we're not doing it to, 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 stay, to make money. I mean, very few people are making a ton of money right now, given volume and, and what's going on. It's like, we're doing this for keeping our brands alive mm-hmm. and also keeping our staff employed. Right. And I mean, there's millions of unemployed and furloughed um, individuals in the hospitality space and not just hospitality, but in general. And, you know, as a, as a business owner and operator, you know, we have these codes, right. Of, you know, it's, we do everything for our people. Mm-hmm. So, but also with that same shoulder, it's saying, how do we keep people safe? How do we do our part? So for us, it was number one priority is like, okay, if we're going to stay open, Right. We're doing this for our people and we're going to keep them super safe. Right. So we're going to, you know, mark up our floors with social distancing and make sure everyone has masks. And we, we made sure we get on top of the masks really early before um, they were kind of more mandated state by state, making sure we got with our, our suppliers. You know, we, we reached out to our janitorial and chemical partners and made sure we had all the best um, chemicals and sanitation protocols going on. Um, and we also partnered with this really awesome and I promise I'm not doing this as a plug for them. They're not paying me. I'm just doing this because they're incredible is, <laughs> is, um, path spot. And what they do is they, they pathogens on your hands. So we were like, okay, let's just focus solely on safety sanitation of our team members and our customers. And then let's transparently communicate this through our social media, through our email distribution, to our loyalty program for in-store POP for the, for the customers that are still coming in for carry out. How do we get this message across? And then, you know, obviously, you know, walk the walk and keep everyone super safe. Yeah, sure. So thinking about this drive-through, I mean, I guess a two-part question. Was drive-through ever on your mind as being something as part of the Epic Burger future before all of this? And even if it wasn't, is it now? Oh, 100%. It definitely was. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Like, um a year ago, you know, our plans were, you know, ab- you know, taking Epic as a growth company to to build new units. You know, drive through was a hundred percent in the plan, and that did, you know, drive innovation for our throughput improvements and for our technology, which gave us an upper hand to be able to spin this up so quickly. Yeah. But is it in the plans for all new store builds? Oh my gosh! Every time I drive by an end cap, Sam, with a drive through, I like, you know, mark location. <laughs> Those things are going to be. 
uh, gold. So yeah, I mean, drive through, you know, you can, you talk to all the operators, the ones that have them, they're seeing slight same store sales decrease or even, you know, increase. Um, and, and it's definitely the, the way of the future. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, in the period after this, we're going to see a lot more commitments to drive throughs, especially, you know, sort of, sort of sadly, there's going to be a lot of available real estate for those brands that don't make it through this. And I think those, those drive through locations are going to be at a premium. Um, so Kyle, tell me a little bit more about what you've learned in this season. I mean, what do you think uh, have been some lessons, some learnings in this season, especially those that you think you're going to take with you into the future? Yeah, I think, um, things that are going to permanently change um, and stay with us. I think, you know, you saw the dining customer segment slowing down day by day. I think carry out and delivery is going to be king mm-hmm. um, and drive through. Uh, it was already heading that direction and now it just took the throne. Um, and I think, you, you know, we're going to have to double down on all digital technology framework, especially on the marketing side. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think it also clearly, uh, you know, explains the importance of having integration. We're having all of your technology speaking to be able to collect the correct data for your customer to engage with them in the correct way and know, um, you know, and I think most of our operators, we, you know, we know that there's like kind of that tablet nightmare of separate tablets and nothing speaks. So right. I think make sure everything is integrated so that a, it's easy for your, your team and your overhead to manage, but also you're engaging in your customer the correct way and not from like 20 different platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think too, I think like, you know, speaking, you know, separately from drive through right, for metropolitan cities where like in Chicago and Epic, Bear, Epic Burger, six out of our eight locations are downtown Chicago, like as downtown as it gets, yeah. where drive, drive-throughs are like totally unseen. And then we have two locations in the, in the northern suburbs, but the delivery side with third-party deli- um, delivery partners too, I think there's going to be really interesting things in the industry um, in that relationship as well, too. And I think we talk about owning the guest experience where 50, 60% of your business is now going to be delivery and maybe 20, 30% is mobile pickup with a smaller portion of dine-in. You know, how are you going to control and make that guest experience special? Right. Yeah. And I think it's top time for like at Epic, one of the biggest, you know, amazing parts of going to Epic was going there, watching your food be prepared in an open kitchen, watch your premium shake be made in hand. So how do we get that same experience for the delivery customer? So I think really focusing on packaging, packaging experience, safety, sanitation, you know, knowing that when a customer gets that delivery, you know, knowing that no one, you know, nothing has tampered with that food. And it's still a very fun, call it sexy, enjoyable experience, even though they might not be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think too, it's going to, it's going to stir up the question too of like, should we start maybe testing our own, in-house delivery, right? And, and and I think you're going to see a lot of a lot of people maybe take that experience back because we want to own it. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You're seeing a lot of tension in the the third party delivery space right now. You know where it's really starting to boil over because of in this season, especially, you know, the, the, the services haven't necessarily, um, cut down on their commission costs and their fees. And, and so that's causing quite a bit of tension with the restaurant operator. So I do think you'll have a lot more people thinking more about how can they, they run this, uh, themselves. Uh, but you know, one of the interesting things about the, um, off premises evolution of the last few years is how it really seems to have kind of even the playing field across even QSR and fast casual, you know, you have this digital marketplace where everybody's kind of playing at the same level. And um, so it's an it's been an interesting thing to see because I think that's helped QSR especially kind of you know pick up some of its business. But 
the, the challenge for you as an operator, especially as an operator of a, a high quality brand where you're, you're, as you've said, you're really committed to that you know, dine in high quality experience. Um, you know, now suddenly, especially more so you're going to be competing at the digital level with all of these other brands, um, you know, perhaps a little bit less competition after this, but I'm wondering how you can rise above competition when, you know, it is such an even playing field in the digital marketplace. Like what are some things you can do to communicate that high quality aspect of Epic Burger so that, you know, their customers are choosing you over maybe a QSR burger joint? Yeah, that's, that's an amazing question. It's probably what I spend most of my time on, right? And I think with um, where I dedicate, my focus is all on product and customer experience, right? And I think it's going to be, you know, my, my kind of three rules, right, of, of operating restaurants that's given me some sort of success. And it's, it's, it's the simple rules of this, right? Customers want to feel safe, right? And uh, it, let's dine in, you know, from, from safety and sanitation to like not having lights out or broken windows. Like people just want to feel safe when they come to your spot, right? Mm-hmm. Secondly, you know, they want um, accurate food, order accuracy, right? And I think you see that in third party for, for restaurants that aren't integrated with third party delivery or aren't integrated with their POS. You see a lot of data that shows incorrect orders. And there's nothing worse than wanting that amazing bacon on your cheeseburger and the bacon's not there. Like, right. There's nothing worse. Right. <laughs> and then yeah. the third one is, right, yeah, the third one, right, is, is just that acknowledgement, that thank you, that, that love connection you have with your brand. So looking at the future of the digital world, you're right. There's going to, I mean, it's going to be so competitive. You can only make so many Instagram posts or, or so many targeted Facebook ads or so many email blasts. And, you know, now and going to the future, it's going to be an overload of it, right? Yeah. So, you know, my philosophy goes to this. It's, it comes down to speed, quality of the food on delivery, um, and, and accuracy, right? And, and giving someone a reason to come back, you know? And I think it goes back to where I kind of started our conversation was, is Sam, we feel so thankful that when we acquired the brand, some of the first things we changed, right, was POS, integration, mobile app. So now we have these assets to go and put Epic at the forefront as one of those brands where you can order your food extremely seamlessly. You know it's going to be incredibly safe. It may be an Epic Burger team member that comes that's going to control that experience. We're going to get it there within 12 and 15 minutes through technology and maybe doing our own delivery through walking or, or bike delivery or partnering out of our proximities with third parties like DoorDash or Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. And that experience be special, right? And I think it's going to be through packaging and design and, you know, as soon as that person knocks on your door to grab your food, that is your moment now, right, to make that connection. And it's going to force all of us to kind of compete for that. And I think you're going to see a lot of people do very well. And I think you're going to a lot of people just kind of do the same thing, right? And mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, it, it comes down to that and caring about your, your, your customers, listening to them. And the innovation has to just continue. Innovation in product, innovation in marketing, in rewards, um, I think it's going to be really interesting because, like you said, this "quote unquote" battle is going to be, you know, in the air, right? Like right. on the internet, yeah. right? and on people's phones. Um, so yeah, we're excited for it, and you know, we're we're excited for the challenge, um, and we've learned so much, and I think we've learned a lot of resiliency about the Epic brand. Um, you know, it was founded in the financial crisis in two thousand eight, yeah. made it through. We're still alive today and still innovating, 
So we're, we're thankful. We're really thankful. On to that point, you know, I think there will be, um, especially for those restaurant brands that have, um, you know, doubled down as you have in this season, you know, for those that have innovated and that really focused on, you know, how you can not only survive through this, but also thrive. It seems like on the other side of this, you know, you, you stand to probably benefit even more so because you're going to learn a lot about your team. You're going to learn a lot about yourself. You're going to learn a lot about your brand. Um, Kyle, tell me maybe just one last question for you. Uh, tell me something that is bringing you a little bit of hope or encouragement today. What's one thing that you can leave our listeners with, with that is maybe something they can hold on to as a bit of hope? Yeah. The last thing I'd love to share is, you know, during these times, these uncertain times, um, you know, there's that moment. I think for us in Chicago, it was, I believe, March 15th, that Sunday, where we found out effective Monday at 8 p.m., all restaurant dine-in will be closed. And it was like, holy cow, all right, let's go. And that Monday yeah. was, um, you know, it was like war room. And, you know, I walked into my office, didn't expect anyone to be there. You know, we're, we're, we're lucky enough to kind of have a loft space at Epic um, where everyone kind of social distance. And one by one, every leader walked in. And, you know, I kind of looked around my room and I'm like, everyone's here. Everyone's ready for war. Um, and you, you felt that camaraderie as a team, as a company of that culture that we focus so much on by just treating people right. And then secondly, it was, you know, all of a sudden, you know, all the, all the friends in the industry that, you know, we, that, that are true friends. But at the end of the day, like other restaurant operators in the city of Chicago, we're all fighting over that same lunch business customer or that dinner rush. And during times like this, we're all in this together. And you have this incredible camaraderie in the industry that came together um, where you're on email threads with other executives sharing best practices. And, and, and all of a sudden you realize that, you know, this is more than just you, mm-hmm. right? This is about people coming together. Um, and, and so through that innovation, we, we actually um, started a nonprofit. Um, you know, obviously it's separate from Epic Burger. We started a nonprofit with, with, with nine other co-founding board members called Feed Chicago. And what we did was we, uh, we raised considerable dollars and we started this nonprofit, Sam, like three weeks ago. Mm. And we, we were able to raise considerable dollars and, you know, get this, get the donated funds to local restaurants to then not only help feed first responders like other groups out there, but the neighborhoods of Chicago. Like, you know, we, we know how can we help? How can we make a difference? How can we thank the customers that have taken care of us for so long? Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that people are being um, affected by the COVID-19. And we know that there's going to be a long-term effect here too, whether it's economically or industry related. So we've, we've fulfilled almost over 15,000 meals in three weeks. And we started it with the operate. We started the operations out of Epic Burger um, a to you know get it going, but we brought on a lot of other restaurant partners in Chicago. So like R.J. Melman, president of Lettuce Entertain You, is a co-founding board member. So we're working with Lettuce Brands. We onboarded you know five new restaurant groups this week. I know uh, Jeff Alexander from Wow Bowza, you know a, a frequent uh, member of the of the podcast, and yeah. he they delivered their order today. So Jeff's a close friend. So what was amazing was is we all came together and created this platform to help all the restaurants in Chicago and, and help feed the people that really, really need it. And we're bringing furloughed staff back. We're making those phone calls to, you know, our bakers and our farmers saying we need more products. So the ripple effect that feed Chicago has had has been incredible. And it's been this all in it together mentality. And man, it's brought a lot of joy to me, um, you know, during these crazy times where days are sometimes filled with 
so much stress and unknown that you know this good that we're doing is being done in as a whole as as an industry so it's been pretty special that's awesome kyle thank you for not only your time today but thanks for all the good work you're doing keep fighting that good fight and uh be well sam thank you stay safe and i really do appreciate the time <laughs>